This is NTL Now, your Northern Tier League sports podcast. NTL Now is brought to you by Circle W Sports, the new name in the game for high school sports. The NTL Now podcast is also brought to you by Endless Mountains Brace and Mobility, Max Driving Academy, Jimmy's Park Hotel, Mansfield University, and Thompson Sports and Apparel. Now let's join the host of NTL Now, here's Shane Wilbur. Boy, does it feel good to be back in the driver's seat for another week of talking Northern Tier League sports after a week off. Shane Wilbur here back with you and ready to go. Folks, many apologies out there for uh, no podcast last week, but don't worry, I'm going to make it up to you this week, last week, I don't know. Schedules just kind of get crazy. A little more ended up on my plate than uh, what usually does, but uh, that's okay because, like I said, I've got a lot to make up for it uh, this week, and uh, we're going to definitely dive into a lot of good sports content for you. Hey, we're going to talk about uh, your Week 6 NTL football preview. We'll have that coming up in just a little while. Also this week, we're going to talk some NTL volleyball. That's right, and uh, we're going to welcome in a brand new coach this week to the podcast too as uh, Lusing's Jen Newton. She's going to join us. We'll talk NTL volleyball with the Lady Rams head coach coming up in just a while. And of course, uh, as I said, the football preview coming up as well. We're actually going to talk with Wellsboro head coach Matt Hildebrand. That's coming up in just a while as well because, well, the Hornets just getting back to the playing field last week. Hey, last week they had a tough one with the Trojans. This week they got a big one coming up with the Canton Warriors. We'll get Coach Hildebrand's thoughts on uh, all of that as well coming up a little bit later on too and of course you know we'll dive into some recaps and standings as well of some of the other NTL sports uh, going on as well here this fall season so we'll talk about some standings uh, in regards to volleyball uh, soccer also cross country keep you updated on all of that as well so yes it is going to be a loaded episode plenty of sports to talk about here in the Northern Tier League this week so let's not waste any time let's dive right into it. We're going to talk NTL Volleyball with the head coach of the Wyloosing Lady Rams, Jen Newton. She's on deck. She'll be up next after this quick timeout right here on the NTL Now podcast. Growing up in a small town. It's important to get your name out there if you want to play at the next level. Circle W Sports helped me get the exposure I needed. It's really been a one-stop shop for college coaches where they can go in there and they can find information about not only one player, but the rest of our team, guys that they might not be thought they were interested in before they went to the website. So Circle W has really done that. It links highlight films, contact information, and everything that the coach would need. Circle W Sports, the new name in the game for high school sports. Thompson Sports and Apparel in Canton is your one-stop shop for clothing and apparel. Whether it's t-shirts, hats, sweatpants, sweatshirts, jewelry, or blankets, they can personalize or customize just about anything. If your school, club, or sports league is planning a fundraiser, call Thompson Sports and Apparel and see how they can help at 570-673-3655. That's Thompson Sports and Apparel in Canton. Open Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 5, and Saturdays 9 to 1. All right, we are back here on the NTL Now podcast this week. And as promised, it is time to dive into some NTL volleyball discussion. And of course, that means we have to bring in somebody with a lot more knowledge than me. And that means this week we bring in a brand new coach. Let's welcome in from Wyalusing Area School, Jen Newton. Coach Newton, thanks so much for being a part of the podcast this week. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. Okay, Coach, now I usually do this with a lot of coaches the first time I ever have them on the podcast. I do have to ask you, did you know there was an NTL podcast, or is this the first time you're like, wait, what's going on here? I actually knew there was an NTL podcast because you have interviewed uh, Jim Schools, who is a longtime friend, uh, coach of my daughter, etc., uh, family friends that I've known for a very long time. And I believe he has been featured on the podcast before. Oh, Coach Schools. I mean, he's a legend. Coach Schools can, like, be uh, – he can he can just text me and say he wants to come on, and that's a done deal. 
I mean, he's just <laughs> earned that much credit here because, I mean, he's, he's a fantastic guest as well. I was actually, you know, uh, thinking, you know, probably soon I'm probably going to have to get a hold of him because obviously, you know, we're getting deep into the cross-country season. But for the time being, it is, it's volleyball time. So I figured, hey, why not reach out to somebody new? And, well, this week, as I said, uh, you were the selected choice. So, uh, again, thanks for being here. And, uh, you know, let's, let's dive into some volleyball talk. How about it? Sounds great. Okay, so, Coach, you know, first off, before we really dive into the season, uh, let's get to know Coach Newton a little bit here. Kind of talk about your background with the sport of volleyball. I mean, was this, uh, you know, something you played in high school? Did you play it in college? I mean, how did you kind of get uh, affiliated here with the sport? Yes. Well, it started back in high school at Wyluthing High School a very long time ago. Um, I remember they needed extra kids to play. It wasn't barely enough for the JV team. And a friend of mine, who now her daughter is a volunteer coach with me, uh, I was on the band front drill team with her, and she said, we need more uh, volleyball players. So I jumped into practice, and I just fell in love with it, and I played all through high school. I don't think I was very good <laughs> at that time, but I had a good coach that developed good technique, and I actually carried it from high school to Division three, and I played for what was then Marywood College, which is now Marywood University. So I played there um, until 1994 when I graduated, so that kind of sets my age. And I was actually the co-MVP uh, my senior year of Marywood Volleyball and a part of their PAC championship team. And probably was the best uh, memories of my, my college life was being a part of that team. So uh, it just grew, grew from there. And after I graduated from Marywood, I actually went back a couple years later to do my MBA, finish my master's degree. And right after I finished that, the longtime uh, coach of mine there decided to leave, and I had worked in a family business, so I had a little flexibility, and I actually took on the role of the head coach of Marywood College to Marywood University's uh, women's volleyball team up until 2006, so for about nine years, I coached there and made several appearances with teams in the final four of the the PAC League is what it was called now, and everybody's in all different leagues uh, currently than what it used to be, um, and just met a lot of great people and had a nice run there and had two children while I was coaching there and commuting from Wyluthing to Scranton uh, during those nine years and decided after my second child it was time to uh, stay home <laughs> and not do that anymore, and I really felt I had retired from the sport of volleyball in 2006. And my oldest daughter never had an interest in it. Ran cross country, track, pole vaulter, pole vault in college now. And then my daughter, who's five years younger, came along and developed a passion for volleyball. And they wrote me back into junior high six years ago. And um, I was there for with junior high program for three years. And then an unexpected event with our head coach happened, and she stepped away. And I stepped into the role as, as head coach. I always had a rule never to coach my own child, so I'm completely breaking that rule, but it was definitely a calling at the time and the right place to be. You so know, that's my volleyball history. It just sounds like, you know, the, the sport – just finds you, you know, and it just it just somehow works out that way uh, for some people. Now, of course, you know, you just said you're, you're kind of breaking a rule here, uh, you know, coaching a child because obviously, you know, you, you didn't really want to get involved on, on that aspect of things. But let's be real. I mean, as long as, you know, you're coaching a sport you love and you're, you know, kind of being a, a, a good coach, you know, for said child. I mean, seriously, it doesn't really get any better than that, right? I mean, I've been around parent coaches for a while, and as long, you know, as, as you're both excited about the sport that you're involved with, I mean, that just makes it a whole lot better. It's so true. It's so true. I, I completely feel that way now, like having the extra time uh, with her and just being part of something that we have a mutual interest in. I know, you know, in the future is time we can never get back. So it, it actually has been really, really enjoyable. 
All right, so now let's put the focus here on the 2021 Lady Rams of Wyalusing. Coach, right now, uh, you know, as this midpoint of the season's coming along here uh, for volleyball as well, uh, a good start so far for the Lady Rams. Uh, you know, as you were coming into this season, what did you see as some of your strengths and what did you see as potentially some of the holes that may need filled and some of the underclassmen you may need to step up to potentially fill these spots? Well, it started for us. I mean, given last year's season, which was, you know, barely a season with very little preparation time, it was nice to start, you know, in late May and jump into a summer league down in the valley down at Riverfront, Riverfront Sports Complex um, in Scranton on Friday nights and see, you know, what kids were showing up and what kids, you know, still really had an interest sort of post-COVID um, on you know, they had lost so much time in the gym and even all our club season was kind of cut short, um, you know, two years in a row. So I started to see at that point that, you know, I had a little bit younger, you know, a junior group of kids that were completely committed to everything from the summer workouts, the summer league to attending some camps at some different universities, um, just really, really all in. And I knew combined with that senior group that I had coming back, I thought we would really be able to blend a nice team together that had actually been my original junior high team that had went, gosh, I believe 13 and two at the time. So I thought, well, you know, all these kids should be the same age. Some, some have come and gone from the sport, but the league should start to look like, you know, it looked at that point, evenly competitive, you know, anybody's game and a lot of great athletes that have been playing volleyball since they were 10 years old. So I was pretty optimistic, you know, after our summer league and uh, we hosted a camp and coming in uh, that week one for preseason, we had great numbers um, and everybody was just so excited to be back and it felt a little bit normal. So now that you've got the season pretty much underway here, uh, Jen, talk about, you know, what you're liking so far out of this squad. I mean, what, what has really kind of stood out to you and why you are having this early season success? I love the knowledge, the game knowledge that this group has. It's finally a group that we don't have to go back to basics all the time. We can um, take those game skills to the next level. We can have a variety of defense systems we want to use. We can change up our offense if, if needed. And we have several girls that can switch from, you know, middle hitters to right side hitters, depending on the team we're going against, if we need a, need a, need a bigger block somewhere. And, we can really, you know, take it to some next-level volleyball because they've been playing uh, for so long um, that they're still really, really intact. So that's what I like most about this group. And we have had to do that because over the first four weeks of our season, between close quarantine, close contact quarantine, and kids, you know, actually um, having COVID, we at one point when we hit Nanakoke at the end of week two, we're down to seven kids. Um, from 13. So then I knew, I was like, wow, we have to be really flexible and we had to make changes in our setter, changes in everything. And we were still finding success, which is nice. So now that we're on the, the opposite side of that, I have all 16 kids back and it's a little bit of a reblending and getting those original lineups working together again and regelling and bonding and, um, you know, working to get through, we've got a big month in October with a lot of those NTL teams, the ones that we've dropped some first-time losses to that I foresee that we can, you know, play a lot more competitively the second time around with a, with a full squad. Talking with Wyalusing head volleyball coach Jen Newton here on the NTL Now podcast this week. Jen, you know, something that's always fascinated me and I've always been curious about uh, because a lot of the other sports obviously, you know, worry about numbers and roster size and that. You know, from somebody on the outside who doesn't know a lot about volleyball, hands in the air, I admit this. What is, uh, I guess I want to say, maybe an ideal roster size for a, a varsity volleyball team? Or even take me inside your, your personal uh, goals for like a roster size. I mean, what do you look at and say, this is the amount of girls I would like to have just to make sure I have the depth that I want? Well, that's a good question. Not, and that is a good conversation in a lot of coaching clinics that I've attended as well. Um, the magic number where people say the the perfect um, size of a team is 14. 
and especially at the more sparsity level. And 14 is fine in practice, but it's not great uh, in game situations because it's impossible to play 14 kids in one night. Uh, but when you're in the in the gym and you're trying to simulate as much as you can in practice, most likely you have at least two kids a night splitting with band or another activity. So you're down to 12, which is exactly what you need. Uh, you're training in the barrels. That's your extra person that brings you back to 14. So I have a couple more than I was going to carry, but with all the quarantines, um, it, it's been really necessary just to keep our practices going at the level that we want to keep them going. Uh, when I coach club season, I sometimes say that 10 is the perfect number because then everybody has fair and equal playing time. But at, at the high school level, the varsity program, I think I think 14 is, is a nice number. We have 30 kids in our JV and varsity program now, um, which, is, which is a little heavy, but this is a year where we wanted kids to get back involved with activities, and we didn't really want to turn them away uh, because we think that's really important in light of everything to have that place where you can come into the gym and leave the outside world behind. So that was kind of my thought process going into the season. All right, so let's put the player focus now onto this team. Obviously, uh, Priscilla having a, a really good season this year, obviously uh, doing well on the uh, kills and dig side of things, setting uh, career goals and uh, school goals and everything else here this year. Uh, talk to me about, you know, kind of uh, some of the uh, outstanding players of your team. You know, who do you lean on uh, as captains of this uh, Y-Losing volleyball team who you can really count on to uh, be that voice on the floor uh, when players, you know, maybe just need to hear it from a teammate and uh, not so much, uh, you know, tune out their coach, you know. I mean, it does happen with high school players. Right, right. Uh, our captains this year are Deanna Masters and Rianne Rodriguez, which are both seniors. Uh, both, the, I did it this year, I let the team vote for their captains in past years. We've done kind of rotating captains, especially having seven seniors on the team, but I felt that this year we needed some consistency in our leadership. And I wanted to know who the kids would look to that, that when they hear those things on the court outside of me, that they would listen to and respect as well. And they are making excellent, excellent captains this year. And as, of course, this season continues here, uh, as you said, you know, a busy month of October on the horizon here for this Lady Rams team. Uh, what is it you hope to see out of this team as the season progresses? I mean, you pretty much know exactly uh, what you've uh, got in front of you now, but what is it more that you feel like your team can improve on moving forward to maybe uh, even the score with some of those losses you took earlier in the season? Well, we've got to keep our serving errors under control. We have an entire, you know, we have 16 kids that can serve. Um, you know, we have nine that are well above the, the 85% serving um, percentage. Uh, they, they can't, they not only serve, you know, they serve aces. They rank very high in the number of aces per game. But also when they're serving that tough and in, there's a little bit more margin for error. So I'd like to see our serving stay tough, um, the error stay limited. And we're really pushing the point that, you know, our hitters, yes, they can go up and make some great hits. But we need to stay consistent, and we need to reduce those errors as well. You know, we have a lot of attempts, and we're not getting the number of kills percentage-wise statistically that we really need to have to to score the points, to finish the games. You'll see a lot of our sets, you know, we're going 20 points. So when we lose, we're losing by five, and we have several. We have service errors and hitting errors. So we work a lot on uh, placing the ball versus hitting the ball hard and trying to really, you know, outsmart the other teams that way. Jen, you know, I'm sure you and the team as well set goals for this season campaign, you know, and seeing how things have started, how things are going now, uh, what you see can be the potential of this team. Uh, what are the goals, I guess I should say, you know, that you as a group uh, feel like can be achieved by this Wyloosing team this year? I really think, you know, our, our main focus right now, definitely keeping our record above 500 so that we can get back to those district, uh, to that district games. We missed out on districts last year. Um, we made it the first year I was a varsity coach. So now this year, I feel like it's time for us, um, to get back to districts. So that, that is our number one 
goal uh, is to get back to districts this year and and pick up the wins, you know, at least split the teams, if not, you know, sweep them as we move on throughout the rest of the month. Hey, sounds like you've got everything under control over there in Wyalusing, and, uh, you know, it sounds like uh, they could not have anyone better at the helm uh, with all the experience, all the background knowledge and everything that you bring, and to see this Wyalusing Rams team, you know, out to such a great start at the beginning of the year, everything you've overcome. Jen, I got to tell you, you have done a fantastic job with this group and definitely looking forward to seeing how the rest of the season progresses for you and the Lady Rams. And, uh, you know, good luck to you. And uh, keep doing what you're doing because it's obviously uh, working on the volleyball side and you've got this group going in the right direction. Thank you. Thank you so much, Shane. It was a pleasure to speak with you um, on this interview for the podcast. And I, I love to talk volleyball, so it was a great fit. Hey, you know, we'll uh, definitely look forward to having you back. And, uh, you know, thanks again for uh, all the good publicity. And uh, who knows, maybe we'll get you on that level of coach schools of being, you know, kind of that anytime guest. I don't know about that. <laughs> that maybe that's going to have to become one of my goals. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, you know, we'll look forward to catching up with you down the road as well. Folks, that's Jen Newton, head coach of the Wyalusing Lady Rams volleyball team. And stick around. Coming up, we're going to dive into some fall sports standings, whether it's cross country, volleyball, even some soccer. We're going to recap that, give you the NTL standings as they stand right now. That all comes your way after this quick timeout right here on the NTL Now podcast. Endless Mountain Brace and Mobility in Troy is a proud supporter of our area athletes in the Northern Tier League. Parents, don't just trust anyone if the athlete in your family is injured. Let the experts at Endless Mountain's Brace and Mobility be there to help make the recovery process as easy as possible. Call them today for more information on how they can help at 570-297-2993. That's 570-297-2993. They're open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 5, and closed Saturday and Sunday. That's Endless Mountain Brace and Mobility in Troy. All right, and we are back here on the NTL Now podcast this week. Hey, let's dive into some NTL sports standings, shall we, as we hit the cross-country side of things here in the Northern Tier League so far. On to the boys' side we go. Looking at the uh, team size in the large school division, Kalineski Valley and Athens right now both pacing the large school division on the boys' side as both sit undefeated. Kalineski 5-0, Athens 4-0, Wellsboro, Tawanda, and Troy. Uh, and the uh, three, four, and five spots, North Penn Mansfield as well uh, in that division too. On to the small school division in cross-country action. You've got Northeast Bradford on the boys' side uh, right now, four and one on the uh, divisional side and overall. Wyalusing and Canton mixed in there as well. Sullivan County and Sayre also in that small school division too. But yes, as you see right now, top four on uh, both divisions, uh, rather, Kalineski Valley and Athens undefeated. Northeast Bradford, Wyalusing, your top two down in the small school division. Let's go on to the girls' cross-country standings for right now here as we sit at this point of the season. The Wellsboro girls right now, along with the Troy girls sitting atop the NTL large school division, both teams 2-1 and one in that division. Wellsboro right now getting the edge as they are 3-1 and one overall. Troy is 2-1. and one. Athens, Tawanda, Kalineski Valley, North Penn Mansfield uh, rounding out the large school division there in uh, cross-country action. Also, uh, down to the small school division where Northeast Bradford paces the way there. They are 5-0 and so far here to start this season. Canton, Wyalusing, Sullivan County, Sayre pacing the way uh, on the uh, rounding out, rather, I should say, the small school division for cross-country. Uh, you've got Wyalusing right now with a 4-2 and record overall. And, of course, uh, we'll look forward to talking with Coach Jim Schools coming up here in probably the next couple of weeks as uh, I know he's really excited about this cross-country season, and uh, we'll talk with him. Also trying to line up uh, an interview with Canton coach Casey Aylesworth as well here before this season ends. So interesting to get you know perspectives from all the different coaches out there uh, when we can get those lined up. So definitely looking forward to talking some cross-country here in the coming weeks and uh, looking forward to uh, spreading the love there on the cross-country side. Uh, other sports we've got going on here. 
throughout the season. I've uh, been watching some tennis action uh, unfold here throughout the uh, season so far. How about Kalineski Valley, huh? The Lady Indians so far in NTL girls tennis standings right now, pacing the league as they are 5-0 and in the league, currently 8-3 and overall. The Tawanda girls 5-6 and overall, but 4-1 and in the league. North Penn Liberty and Wellsboro also uh, in those NTL girls tennis standings, so uh, hopefully uh, we can catch up with Kalineski Valley's tennis coach as well here coming up over these next couple of weeks too. So we'll definitely get into more of the tennis standings as the season goes on. So definitely uh, excited to be knee-deep into this fall sports season. That is for sure. Now, of course, over on the soccer side too, I mean, we've had some really good action. I saw some unbelievable soccer action this past week uh, with Troy and North Penn Liberty and boys action trying to track down an interview with North Penn Liberty's Caden Alexander here this year. Big props to him. A five goal night against the Troy Trojans uh, this past week uh, as he was able to rally the uh, North Penn Liberty Mounties from a 2-1 halftime deficit. They scored five goals in the second half. He scored them all as North Penn Liberty would defeat Troy 6-5 and then to top it off, Caden would come away uh, with a uh, uh, 50 goal uh, career mark as well later on in the week so uh, big congratulations going out to Caden Alexander and we'll definitely be catching up with him coming up in a later episode of the NTL Now podcast so big thanks uh, and a big congrats to him on the milestone so far here this season. Alright, NTL boys soccer standings as we sit right now Wellsboro, Northeast Bradford, North Penn Liberty sit atop the NTL boys uh, main division as the uh, Wellsboro team sits at 4-0 and one in the division. They are 4-2-2 overall. Northeast Bradford is 3-0-1 overall, 3-2-1. And, and North Penn Liberty right now sits 4-2 overall, but they are 3-1 in the division. Uh, other teams right now in action, uh, Athens as well, Troy, Tawanda, Galton, and Williamson rounding out the NTL boys' soccer standings as we sit right now in the league. Let's go to the girls' soccer standings here and get a quick update there on the girls' side of things where the Athens girls right now sit 5-2 and two overall, 4-0 and oh in the division. Uh, Troy 6-2 and two overall, 4-1 and one in the division, and Wyalusing 8-3 and three overall and 4-2 and two in the division. Northeast Bradford 4-4 four and 3-2 four and and in the division. Williamson, Wellsboro, Tawanda, North Penn, Mansfield rounding out the standings there. Actually had a chance to watch the Troy girls this past week as well. Uh, they had the Troy boys and girls soccer doubleheader at Canton, so I got the opportunity to watch both of those teams uh, the other night as well. And I'll tell you what, that Troy girls soccer team, there is a lot of speed out there on the field and uh, a lot of great talent. Of course, you know, you've got uh, the, the Canton, uh, well, I guess you could call it the, the co-op there. Uh, with Canton leading to, uh, you know, just a lot of speed out there, of course. Uh, you've got uh, Emmy Ward, Lexi Baldwin, and others, uh, Addie Parker uh, from the Canton side of things. But for Troy, I mean, you're looking at uh, McKenna Matthews, uh, also Grace Sherman, and a, a whole plethora of just athletes out there. So that Trojan team is definitely going to be one that's uh, going to be hard to handle here as this season goes on. But I'll tell you what, uh, the, the way through girls' soccer normally – is uh, an Athens battle, and uh, you know if you wanna if you wanna be the woman, you gotta beat the woman. Uh, you know, kind of paraphrasing there off of the uh, Ric Flair phrase. You know, if you wanna be the man, you gotta beat the man. And uh, for Troy, you know, if they wanna conquer the uh, top of the mountain, hey, it's gonna go through Wildcat territory. And uh, the Athens girls right now pacing the way again as they sit five and two in the division, uh, or excuse me, five and two overall, but four and zero oh in the division. So looking forward to some good soccer battles here. At as this season goes on. So I'm telling you, it's just uh, awesome to see this whole fall season in full swing. Things finally feel like it's all ramped up and going. So definitely looking forward to seeing how the rest of this season plays out. But, yes, we're definitely going to catch up uh, with a lot of the coaches here as the uh, sports season continues on. And we'll definitely dive into the boys and girls soccer uh, rankings and uh, coaching staffs and uh, players and such more as this season goes on. All right, so now that we've uh, talked a little volleyball earlier in the show, we've recapped through some of the other fall uh, standings as well. Hey, it's time to dive in and talk pigskin. I've had two weeks to kind of sit around and 
and uh, think about this. So, yes, we're going to dive into some NTL football talk, and we're going to get it started with head coach Matt Hildebrand of the Wellsboro Hornets. That comes your way next. Stick around. It's NTL football time after this timeout right here on the NTL Now podcast. You've got the newly permitted teenage driver in the family, but the patience to teach them just isn't there. That's why you call Max Driving Academy in Canton. Max Driving Academy will make sure your teenage driver is ready to be the safest driver on the road. That's Max Driving Academy. Call Tim McAninch today, 570-404-7815. Or for more information, visit MaxDrivingAcademy.com or like Max Driving Academy on Facebook. That's Max Driving Academy, Canton. Most colleges will tell you that you're more than just a number. At Mansfield University, we actually mean it. With small class sizes, students at Mansfield get the personalized attention they deserve, making the value of their degree go even further. Our faculty work closely with students, setting them up for successful lives and careers after graduation. When you visit campus, you'll understand why students choose to live and learn at this incredible university, surrounded by endless adventure. Visit mansfield.edu to learn more about our academic programs and everything Mansfield University has to offer. And welcome back this week here on the NTL Now podcast. Of course, I told you we were going to dive into some NTL football talk. Hey, that means we get an opportunity to welcome in the head coach of the Wellsboro Hornets, Matt Hildebrand, and uh, let's talk some Hornet football and NTL football in general. Coach, thanks for taking some time this week. Let's talk some pigskin. All right. Coach, you know, it's been, uh, I guess you could say, pretty much a whirlwind season that, uh, you know, every coach feared, and uh, unfortunately, uh, it was your squad that got bit, uh, you know, with the uh, COVID postponements and such. Uh, how do you how you feeling? How's your team feeling now as, uh, you know, you're kind of getting back into the swing of things? Um, yeah, it's, uh, we're hopefully we're, we're over all of it, and, uh, you know, we're all back and healthy now at this point. Um, you know, it's, I guess... It is never a good time to get it, but I guess I, if I was looking back, I'd rather get it in early in the season than in, you know, end of the season toward playoff time, things like that. So, um, you know, it happened. Uh, hopefully we don't have any more to go through the team and we can all stay healthy the rest of the way through. Now, I mean, every coach uh, who looks at their schedule sees, you know, kind of that uh, tough point of the schedule. And unfortunately, it looks like yours kind of came right at the time when uh, you were coming back. I mean, you got that big win over South Williamsport in week two. All of a sudden, you know, you're off for two weeks. Now you get thrown back into the fire. You know, you got to go to Troy last week. You got Canton coming this Friday. I mean, honestly, this this whole break seems to have done, like, no favors as far as getting back into this thing. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, we week one, uh, we played well. We weren't able to win against Montoursville. Played well in week two. I think we, made, we corrected a lot of mistakes, and we were, you know, kind of moving in the right direction is where I wanted as far as the coaching. Uh, and then obviously, you know, we were all for the two week stand right there. And, uh, that, that hurt us, uh, big time, uh, last Friday. I think, you know, uh, we played like a team that had been all for two weeks, uh, made some of the same mistakes you see in, you know, week one or in your scrimmage and things like that. So, um, you know, it was a little bit of a step back for us. Um, you know, obviously Troy, uh, they're, they're a good football team and it was really physical, uh, game and things like that for us. So, um, you know, hoping, looking to rebound this week. Um, you know, and kind of, kind of regroup a little bit, uh, catch their breath, and, uh, you know, hopefully come out and play better this week. You know, what's been the message with your team this week, you know, after having, you know, a pretty uh, solid performance? Obviously, you know, you didn't really get things going offensively last week at Troy, but, I mean, uh, Troy's kind of, you know, one of those teams where if you let them start wearing on you, eventually it's going to wear uh, kind of wear down with with the physicalness of, uh, their offensive and defensive lines. But, I mean, for you guys to kind of bounce back this week, I mean, what's been the message uh, kind of going in uh, after having a, a game under your belt now? Um, you know, we looked at a lot of the film from last week against Troy, and I really, you know, it, it was really a tale of two halves. Um, we, we played we didn't play very well in the first half. Uh, you know, I think our offense struggled, you know, throughout. But, you know, I was really proud of what our, what our effort of our kids and, we made a lot of improvements in the second half. Um, you know, we held them to a field goal the whole second half, and we gave them the ball on the 10, and they only came out of there with a field goal for the whole second half. So I think, you know, I just once we kind of got our feet under us and 
Um, the more football we played, you know, and we were able to, you know, make some adjustments and we, we played better. So hopefully that leads to this week. Um, you know, and we know that we, the football we played last week was not the, you know, football that we're capable of. We're, we're capable of a lot more, we feel like, as a program. And, uh, you know, hopefully we can clean up some of those things. And, uh, we know this week is not going to be an easy task by any means. Uh, you know, they're very similar as far as, um, you know, what they're doing on offense and things like that. Um, so, uh, you know, I think last week, uh, you know, we can improve upon what we did and, um, from a defensive standpoint, but offensively, we got to, we got to be better this week and, uh, find a way just to sustain some drives and, uh, move the ball. Matt, we'll come back and talk about Canton here in just a short, but, you know, I think a lot of the discussion through all of these COVID protocols and stuff has been, you know, how it affects the players and, and you know, how is it affecting, you know, the player's ability to stay on point, uh, the player's ability to just kind of stay in a rhythm. Uh, you know, I'm curious uh, from the coach's perspective, uh, how has this affected you as a coach and, you know, has this been kind of trying on you for, you know, trying to, you know, keep the team together, keep players focused, keep players motivated? I mean, talk about it from the coaching perspective. Um, yeah, we, there's been some procedural changes, obviously, we've had to make uh, as far as, you know, just the whole masking um, and, you know, masking within the locker room every time we're inside of the building and uh, just to eliminate close contacts. And it's, it, you know, that has you know, really, you know, worn on a coach is another thing to add to your plate to make sure um, everybody's, you know, staying in line with that. Uh, because, you know, for us, we are, we have uh, 25 kids on roster right now. And, you know, if if it strikes again, you know, we're trying to li- uh, limit the number of kids that it's going to affect. So uh, it's only going to take a few until we're not unable to play. Uh, so, you know, that's, that's been a difficult part. And as far as the kids go, um, you know, it has been hard um, because having such few numbers on on our program, it, it's been difficult like to have a practice and we weren't missing, you know, any, any kids at all. So we need everybody there. Um, you know, and it is you know, last year we thought it was difficult. Um, I don't know if we really grasped coming into this year of what it could possibly be, but I think at times it's been more difficult this year. Now, as you look at uh, what's in front of you, obviously, you know, pending everything goes well, I mean, you still have, you know, a good portion of your schedule to come. Obviously, it starts this Friday night uh, against the Canton Warriors. But, Matt, uh, you know, finally you get a game uh, back on your home field, back on the turf, you know, where you can utilize maybe a little more of that speed. Uh, you know, what what are you looking at uh, as far as this matchup goes? What do you like about, uh, you know, your team coming into this week? Um, you know, it is, it's good that we're at home. Um, you know, I think Canton is just a tough, it's a tough atmosphere to play in, um, for any team that goes in there. And I, I think, uh, you know, being back at home, that'll be a comfort, uh, level there. And then, you know, I just, what we did last week, we, you know, we weren't able to move the football and things like that. Um, we just, we just have to execute. Um, we, we were in a lot of the right positions and it was just one step away or one assignment missed. And, uh, so, you know, we just, we just got to get better offensively this week. Uh, you know, to be able to sustain drives. And I think we match up well with Canton. Um, you know, we know they're going to be physical. Um, they have some good sides up front on both sides of the ball, and they're a little bit deeper than we are. But I think our athletes match up well with them. Uh, so, uh, you know, I'm excited about where we're at. We're still in a good position, um, you know, to, to make a run at the league right now. And, uh, you know, if we can win out the rest of our games and see, see where that all falls and where we end up at the end. But I think, you know, uh, we're, we're still in control of our own death and we don't have to rely on anybody else. So this is a big one for us this week. Uh, and, you know, you know, we've played some tough teams. We've been tested and things like that. So we've learned a lot about ourselves. But, you know, I really like our team this year. You know, we have 24 guys, but they're, they're a tight-knit group. Um, and they've stuck together really through everything we've been through already. Um, and, you know, and they, they pick each other up um, and support each other and everything we've done so far. So just really enjoy coaching them. I look forward every day to going out and practice and things like that and being around. And, uh, you know, when we went through everything, they were, you know, always texting. They were texting everybody on the team, making sure everybody's all right, and holding everybody accountable and things like that to um, continue even when we weren't able to practice together and stuff like that. So I'm um, excited for this Friday night. 
Matt, of course, you know, as you look at this matchup with Canton, you know, you've had a couple of weeks to kind of sit back and just kind of watch how this league is unfolding right now. Uh, obviously, you know, Canton just kind of seems to be piling up points in bunches. Uh, what is it when you watch them on film uh, that impresses you most? Is, is it the depth that they have coming through the backfield, the speed of the defense? I mean, give me your point of perspective, you know, from what you've seen on film. Um, you know, they have a lot of athletes, um, and they have a, and combine that with good size on both sides of the ball. Um, you know, so they have, they have some really good depth, you know, and I think it's interesting, um, that they, they're all from an off, uh, defensive standpoint, their offense, it, you know, they've really mixed it up. Um, they had, they, they do some, some spread, but they also have went back to more of the power game of Canton of the past as well. Um, so they're able to flip flop back and forth with that, um, you know, so that kind of makes it tough where you, get, you really got to be on your toes and um, they're going to give you different looks, um, you know, all the time depending on the situation. So, um, you know, that makes it that makes it difficult and they've obviously been very successful with that. Um, running back, uh, running backs are running well. Quarterback runs really well. Uh, good athlete, and, but he also has the ability to throw the ball. So, you know, they're, they're not just a one-dimensional uh, power football team. Um, you know, they, they can do a lot of things correct. Uh, so, you know, we, we just got to be, um, you know, ready and on our toes, uh, you know, and I think if we take care of our assignments, uh, I think we have a good game plan going in this week. Uh, we've had a good week of practice thus far, and, uh, you know, hopefully we can come out and execute. You know, for somebody who has been through so much already in, uh, you know, the start of this season, uh, to hear that positive attitude kind of coming, uh, you know, through your voice, and, I mean, that's got to be such a great reflection uh, towards the team as well. You know, seeing, you know, the fact that, you know, you're holding your head high through this, that's got to reflect well down to the team that, uh, you know, they've got to uh, be keeping their attitudes positive as well. Um, yeah, you know, and they, you know, we've we stumbled. Uh, but we've gotten back up every time, uh, you know, and I think last week we stumbled, but, you know, we're back up on our feet again, and, uh, you know, we're ready to go. So I think, you know, that's, that's part of life. That's part of football. Um, you're going to get knocked down. Um, those that are going to be successful are those that are going to go back up. And, uh, you know, we got some good kids in this football team, and, uh, you know, we've stumbled a little bit, but we're back on our feet, and, uh, you know, we're ready to go again. Obviously, you know, I think memories stick with kids, uh, when it comes to football and, you know, for a senior quarterback such that you have with Isaac Keene, obviously, you know, last year not having his best game playing at Canton, I would assume, you know, a kid who's very competitive such as him, he's probably looking, you know, and probably talking to his teammates right now, hey guys, you know, we got to come out and have a little better showing this year. I mean, obviously, redemption's not a word you want to preach, but we're not uh, naive to the fact that high school kids, you know, they talk about it. So I, I got to think that's got to add a little extra spark, I think, coming into this one Friday, you know, for your team? Um, yeah, you know, we, we go back and we look at film, you know, from last year and seeing, you know, what, what didn't work for us and why didn't it work and where do we have to get better? You know, I think um, oftentimes, you know, self-scout is more important, um, you know, than scouting your opponent sometimes. Uh, so uh, we've done a lot of that, um, you know, this week and even prior to this week uh, with some of the time we've had off, uh, looking at some of those games that we've lost in the past you know, why did we lose him and where do we have to get better? So, um, Isaac, you know, uh, he, he's played some good football, uh, up until this point last week, he struggled a little bit and we've addressed those issues this week. And, uh, hopefully, um, you know, we can get some things rolling for him this week, but yeah, it's definitely, uh, last year was not one of his best games. And, you know, looking at as a senior come out on, uh, you know, on his home field here and uh, a little redemption would be great. All right, Matt, so Friday night, you've got your team huddled with you in the locker room. We're getting close to game time here. What's that final message you deliver to the boys as uh, you're getting ready to take the field, knowing uh, this is a big one for you on Friday? You know, it really is. A, it's another heavyweight uh, heavyweight fight, and, uh, you know, we know it's going to be physical. We were just in one last week, um, so we, we bring that experience out, you know, um, we just we just went you know head to head uh, last week with a big team and uh, we're ready to do it again. I think we take that experience. We we survived. Uh, we didn't win the game, but we survived and we, we came out and we're ready to go again and ready to fight. Um, and I think that's the message is you know just keep swinging. Um, you know, and at the end uh, we'll see who's standing. But I, we know it's going to be physical and uh, but we're going to come out of that locker. We got to be ready to play right from the, right from the first snap because I don't think last week we were and uh, that's. That was on me as a coach, and uh, this week we have to come out uh, ready to go right away. 
He's one of the brighter offensive minds of the league and uh, a man who knows how to get his team ready. Coach Matt Hildebrand of the Wellsboro Hornets. Good luck to you and the Hornets on Friday. Looking forward to seeing a good one Friday night in Wellsboro with you and the Warriors. And uh, keep uh, you know the attitudes positive over there in Wellsboro. All right. Thank you. I appreciate it, Shane. Always fun to kick back and enjoy a conversation about NTL football with the Hornets head coach, Matt Hildebrand. Thank you so much again, folks, for tuning in here on the NTL Now podcast this week. Shane Wolver here with you, and uh, as you just heard there towards the end, of course, Coach Hildebrand looking forward uh, you know, to getting back out on the field this Friday night. It's another big one as the Hornets welcome in the Canton Warriors. That's going to be our Wiggle 100 game of the week this Friday night. So, yes, I will be heading to Hornet country to bring all the action from that one as Wellsboro and Canton get ready to lock horns. That'll be a 7 o'clock kickoff from Wellsboro. Looking forward to that one. Now, of course, as you look at both of these teams so far, obviously Wellsboro, uh, not a lot of film on this squad so far. I mean, uh, you know, they've got the three games so far under their belt and uh, kind of an unknown yet. I think uh, for this Wellsboro team, I mean, we know what they have on paper, um, how it's all coming together yet, I think is still to be uh, kind of a, a finished product. But, you know, I love the attitude of head coach Matt Hildebrand there. You know, he's talking about, uh, you know, uh, they control their own destiny, which is a good thing. And obviously, you know, if they can be the first one to knock the uh, Warriors off the undefeated streak so far that they have going on this year, I mean, that's going to go a long way in boosting momentum over there for Wellsboro and I'll tell you what that is a team absolutely loaded with experience I mean you talk about senior Isaac Keene you talk about uh, Darren Callahan in that mix Connor Adams who may literally be the fastest back in the entire league I mean there's just a lot to account for but uh, I know uh, the Warriors have been definitely uh, you know kind of keying on all of this and I know they are uh, staying as focused as possible uh, for the fact that uh, you know this is going to be a tough one on the road last time the Warriors went into that atmosphere. Uh, Aiden Hauser and company, uh, you know, it was a big night for the Hornets. They got off and running early, and, uh, you know, that's in the back of the minds of the Canton coaches. They want to make sure they've got a game plan in store to kind of keep Wellsboro down, but uh, I mean, it's just a matter of, I think, uh, containing Wellsboro on the turf with all that speed, but hey, if there's one team that does match up well speed-wise with Wellsboro, it definitely is the Canton Warriors. I mean, they sideline to sideline defensively may be one of, if not the fastest unit in all of the NTL. I mean, when you look at the fact that you've got, uh, you know, speed with Riley Parker and uh, Hudson Ward on the outside, you've got Hayden Ward flipping in on the inside, Bailey Ferguson, Austin Allen controlling outside on the D-backs. I mean, that is a lot of speed to account for on the outside defensively. Now, of course, offensively for Canton, I mean, it's pretty much the same uh, company, but, uh, you know, it's the depth. And, of course, you know, you heard Coach Hildebrandt talk about that, that, you know, Canton's depth has really been one of their big keys so far this season when they're throwing, you know, five, six, maybe seven backs out of the backfield. Of course, you got to account for the dual threat ability of Cooper Kitchen, too. I mean, we are in for what I think could be a really fun offensive juggernaut coming up on Friday night. I got to tell you, this is one that I'm looking forward to here in week six and definitely uh, going to be a good time. Uh, on the offensive side. So I think if you like offense and you like points, hey, this one is going to be for you. Canton, Wellsboro, tune it in. Friday night, 7 o'clock, uh, I'll have the call for you on Wiggle 100. Hey, our other game of the week this week on the radio features the Tawanda Black Knights. They are at home with a very much improved Kalineski Valley Indian squad this year. Indians through five weeks of the season. They are 3-2 and two so far. They're looking for their fourth win of the year already. Uh, is this Kalineski Valley squad. And, of course, you know, a couple of weeks ago had the opportunity to talk with head coach Mike Schmidt. All they've done since then is uh, go out and play really great ball. I mean, they've uh, defeated Northwest, and, you know, they've uh, got that victory under their belt. They had a big win last week as well uh, over CMVT. And, of course, uh, you know, also uh, a very tough contest with Muncie, you know, where they battled in through the first half into the second half. So, I mean, this Kalineski Valley team, uh, it's not your mom and pop CV team from years past, you know, where uh, they, they just didn't have the horses to go a full four quarters. This team is uh, very much 
one that is going to have to be contended with here this season. And what I love about this Kalineski Valley team is they've got weapons all over the field, you know, whether it be, uh, you know, uh, Schmidt at the quarterback position, Tanyan Brown, who's setting receiving records for Kalineski Valley. I mean, uh, just some of the athletes that you have to account for. You've got Cade Sotolano, Mike Sips up front. I mean, they're bringing size. They're bringing speed. Going to make, uh, you know, things very difficult uh, for Tawanda, a team seeking that first win uh, this week as well. Uh, I don't know how this is going to phase out, but, you know, I mean, traditionally, uh, Tawanda has had Kalineski's Valley number, but, uh, you know, if the Indians are looking for a season where, you know, they might be looking to jump on the Black Knights, maybe get some retribution for all those years past, this could be the season. And right now, uh, Tawanda, they've just got to find some sense of steady offense and, uh, you know, some steady defense as well. Uh, you know, they, they were in the ball game for a little while at North Penn Mansfield last week, but, you know, Cohen Lehman uh, had some big touchdown runs. Uh, Fabian, another good night uh, with some explosive plays for the Panthers. And the Black Knights right now, I think consistency really is just kind of the theme that they're looking for, you know, on both sides of the ball. Uh, is this the Friday night where it all comes together? Well, that remains to be seen. But uh, for the Black Knights, it's just another tough one coming to town here this week at the Endless Mountains Athletic Complex. Now, another matchup this week on the NTL slate. You've got the Athens Wildcats. They are going to be on the road as they head to Hughesville to take on the Spartans for the Wildcats. They're looking to keep the momentum they built last week. Shane Reed was just an absolute horse for the Wildcats as he had touchdowns rushing, touchdowns receiving, even had a big field goal last week for the Wildcats too. I think for Athens this week, you know, it's just kind of uh, much of the same. Stick with your game plan. You've got a Hughesville team who right now I think is trying to find their identity as well. So for the Wildcats, just keep doing what you're doing. Trust your offense. Last week the line did a really nice job opening holes up uh, for the offensive backs. Defense uh, up front, they were nothing short of spectacular as they were just controlling the line of scrimmage. All uh, three of those phases, uh, you know, hold tight for the Wildcats this week. I think they're going to have themselves uh, on the victorious side this week uh, against the Hughesville uh, Spartans. Other action this week, you got North Penn Mansfield looking to continue their solid play so far this year. Obviously, Coach Dickinson at the beginning of the year, he knew his team was very young. Uh, there was not a lot of high expectations coming into this year. You know, he just wanted to see how his team would improve as the season has gone on. And, you know, I mean, North Penn Mansfield, they've taken lumps in some games. Other games, they've looked fairly well. Midwest this year, uh, another one of kind of those teams experiencing growing pains. I think for uh, North Penn Mansfield, this could definitely be another week where uh, Cohen Lehman and uh, Fabian could have themselves another big week as well. And who knows? I mean, this might be the week where uh, maybe Coach Dickinson lets Carson Dominic uh, have one of those big North Penn Mansfield air it out kind of weeks. We shall see. But uh, overall, I like the Panthers' chances here coming into this one on Friday night. Uh, other action this week, you got Muncie at Northwest. Uh, you know, after uh, Northwest came to Canton last week and, uh, you know, the Warriors won that one 42 to nothing. I like Muncie's chances this week. They've been playing as good a ball as anybody, whether it be in the Northern Tier League or District 4. Indians right now, uh, pretty much since that week one loss to Northwest Lehigh, they have been uh, as good as advertised throughout this season. Northwest, another challenge here coming for them, but uh, at least they're going to be home this Friday night with Muncie, but they better get ready and uh, the fan base better get ready because they're going to have a very tough Muncie team coming to town. All right, another one on the slate. Let's go to Peterson Stadium in Wyalusing. Going to be homecoming this week for the Rams as they are going to welcome in the Montgomery Red Raiders. Now, the Red Raiders so far this season, they've been a, a very interesting team in the Northern Tier League this year. They have been a team where, man, when they look good, they look really good, and when they just can't put it together, they've had, uh, you know, their their downfalls as well. But, I mean, I just I don't know what Montgomery team we're going to get. You know, I mean, Montgomery battled Sarah, you know, for a good portion of that ball game. I know some injuries kind of crept into that one, but Sarah was able to pull away and uh, pick up that win over the Red Raiders uh, that week. But, uh, you know, then last week, Montgomery comes on a Monday night. You know, they just played this past Monday, I should say, not last week, but this past Monday night. Montgomery goes to South Williamsport, and they give the Mountaineers all they can handle en route to a 34-29 loss. But, uh, you know, for Montgomery, I think that's a, as big of a statement in a loss 
as you will find uh, this season, especially uh, for the NTL. I mean, for Montgomery uh, to go into that matchup and, uh, you know, really battle the South Williamsport Mountaineers the way that they did and uh, only come away with a five-point loss after what South Williamsport pretty much did in a ground-and-pound effort to Athens the week before. Hey, that says a lot about the Red Raiders, and I think we're going to find out a lot about them coming up here over these next couple of weeks as well. I mean, they got Montgomery this, or they got uh, Wyalusing this week, and then, of course, uh, next Friday night, uh, the Canton Warriors come to town. So, I mean, it's uh, <laughs> it's interesting to see here what we've got brewing in this Northern Tier League uh, as we uh, continue on here throughout the season. Now, of course, uh, a, a, an out-of-NTL uh, matchup coming your way here on Friday night as well. You've got the Troy Trojans. They are going to be on the road taking on uh, a very stout Loyal Sock team. Now, of course, Loyal Sock, uh, always a perennial power in the heartland, but, uh, you know, the Trojans, I think they're finally starting to hit their stride. Uh, you know, I don't know if Troy is uh, going to win this one, obviously. Loyal Sock's been in some battles already this year. I mean, they've already played the likes of Southern Columbia. They've played Montoursville. They've played Danville already. So, I mean, this is a very battle-tested Loyal Sock team, but I like what is going on on with the Trojans right now. I think Justice Kimmicks, he's getting more comfortable running this option offense uh, week in and week out. Uh, Clayton Smith, he's really starting to uh, come into his own as a sophomore running back for the Trojans and defensively, you know, earlier in the podcast, uh, earlier in this preview, I should say, I was telling you about uh, the speed of the uh, Canton Warrior defense. I'll tell you what, the Trojans are not far behind. They cover a lot of ground sideline to sideline and uh, you know for the Trojans I don't know if they win this one but you know I do believe it's going to be a competitive one down at Loyal Sock you know when Troy gets into their game plan and it's ground and pound and they can milk the clock hey they can hang with anybody but uh, Loyal Sock they've definitely got their weapons outside Davion Hill potentially one of the most explosive receivers uh, in the uh, Heartland Conference in all of District 4 I think uh, you know if I was starting a District 4 all-star team it'd probably be him and uh, Persing uh, from down in Danville as my receivers, but overall, and, uh, you know, it's just those, those two guys are definitely, uh, you know, on another level when it comes to receivers, but uh, for the Trojans, hey, run the ball, run the clock, defense, you know that's going to be Coach Smith's theme. That's just kind of the way it goes, and, uh, you know, definitely looking forward to seeing how this one shakes out coming up uh, on Friday night. All right, looking at some other Saturday matchups uh, this weekend. Looks like Columbia Montorvo Tech and South Williamsport, they're going to battle on Saturday. Also, Sayre with one of their Saturday games coming up this weekend as well as they are going to battle Huntington coming up on Saturday afternoon. That'll be a 2 o'clock game uh, at uh, the Lockhart Street Bowl. So that's uh, how the NTL schedule is going to fare out. Now, again, as I said, you've got uh, Wellsboro and Canton, your Friday night game on Wiggle 100. And then, of course, uh, coming up uh, this week as well, you've got Kalineski Valley and Tawanda over on 95.3 The Bridge. So, yes, it's going to be a fun week of NTL football coming up this week and definitely looking forward to covering it all along our radio stations for sure. All right, so we're going to take one final break in the action. I'm back to wrap it up next, so keep it here as we wrap things up right here on the NTL Now podcast. Jimmy's Park Hotel in Canton is geared up and ready for the fall sports season. Stop into Jimmy's today and find out about all their great weekly promotions, including Northern Tier Night on Wednesdays for teachers, staff, and employees. Don't forget about Thirsty Thursday with pizza pitcher specials and, of course, football weekends, including Yingling Drafts on Saturday and Miller Lite Drafts on Sunday. Follow Jimmy's Park Hotel on Facebook for more details and, of course, their weekly dinner specials. Call 570-673-8777. Welcome back here one final time this week on the NTL Now podcast. So glad to have you all along this week for yet another great episode. Of course, want to thank all of you for tuning in, no matter how you do it, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or, of course, online at the ntlsports.com website as well. Regardless, big thanks to all of you. Of course, remember, get onto your social media platforms as well. Hey, send us a follow on Instagram or Facebook by following NTL Now Podcast. You can log on to Twitter and follow at NTL Now Pod as well to uh, check us out on the social media side of things uh, here on the NTL Now Podcast too. All right, uh, big thanks to all the sponsors again for another great week, folks. Uh, as I said, 
get ready because, uh, you know, coming up here in uh, probably just a couple of weeks' time, we're going to start seeing some athletes with the uh, NTL Now Athlete of the Week shirts uh, presented, of course, by our good friends at Endless Mountains Brace and Mobility as well. So a big thanks to uh, Stacy and Jen over at Endless Mountains Brace and Mobility for making that possible. We'll be getting in touch with some athletes uh, to uh, get some shirt sizes and such so we can start passing those out too. But yes, it's been a fun month of September. Can you believe it? We're already ready to roll in to October. I'm telling you, it's going to be a, a fun home stretch for all of the fall sports, and we get ready to start it off with a brand new month. So yes, looking forward to that as we uh, head into October here later on this week. All right, folks, again, thank you so much for tuning in. Big thanks to all the sponsors, all the listeners. Folks, I will talk to you Friday night in Wellsboro. It's the Warriors. It's the Hornets. It's our NTL Game of the Week on Wiggle 100. Looking forward to talking to you all then on Friday. So, folks, have yourselves a great week. I'll talk to you next week with another edition of the NTL Now podcast. As always, an exclusive production of Circle W Sports. Thanks for listening to NTL Now, your Northern Tier League sports podcast. Keep following the Northern Tier League on Facebook and Twitter for more updates on the Northern Tier League. Audio from the NTL Now podcast may not be used without prior consent. Join us next week for more NTL Now, brought to you by Circle W Sports.